Dave. Dave. Uh, Dave. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> what a pair of doofuses. Look at this. <laughs> Ready? Here we go. This week on episode 23, finally, it's Centauri time. Centauri time! As we sample the Hibiki Japanese harmony. And of course, it's not just Centauri time, it's reminiscing time as us two old friends have a look back at some of the recording studios that we've been lucky enough to work in. And as always, you can find some more whiskey and things related content on all of our social media platforms. Whiskey and Things podcast on Instagram and Whiskey and Things on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on your favourite podcast platform and maybe come and have a look over on uh, Patreon and and see what that's all about. Load of extra stuff on there. Patreon.com forward slash Whiskey and Things. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast with Dave Giles and Nick Kent. Welcome to episode 23 of Whiskey and Things. I am Dave Giles. And I'm Nick Kent, and today Dave and I are both wearing the same T-shirt. Complete coincidence. Which, if you're a girl, would be really uh, would be a travesty if you turned up wearing the same outfit. But with guys, you know, it just uh, cements your friendship, doesn't it, Dave? Oh, definitely, definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I feel cemented. Yes. In my friendship right now with you. <laughs> <laughs> what T-shirt we're we wearing, Dave? What T-shirt we're we wearing? Uh, it's from Dan, uh, one of Danny Gruff's new T-shirts, the author of My Own Misfortune, in maroon with the with the logo on the on the sleeve. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a really really nice T-shirt. It also looks like you work at Costa Coffee. It does. Um, it's the same shade. It's the same shade as Costa <laughs> Coffee. I do I do like I do like this T-shirt. So I'm not surprised that you are also wearing it. It looks better on you as, no. as clothes always do. No, you got one that that fits. I got like no the, yours. Uh, what are you on about? You know. Yeah, you, my belly's cut out, mate. My belly's cut yeah. out of the screenshot. My, where's, where's <laughs> anyway, mate, shall we uh shall we crack on? Yeah, let's do it. Stop giving Danny some uh, screen time. Yeah, after all, he is still the most least he's still the least listened to person of our <laughs> podcast. Anyway, uh, yeah, well let's put. crack on. <laughs> well put. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm good with words today. This show's going to be a goodie. Words Nobody likes you when you're 23. Welcome to Words Excellent. and Stuff. <laughs> Whiskey bots roll out. It's a Blink-182 little reference there. I like that, Dave. Yeah, yeah. I thought you would. Yeah. I thought you would. Cool. Well, Nick, another new country. This week's whiskey. It's Centauri time. It's Santori time. Hibiki, Japanese <laughs> harmony. Amazing. I love that. Amazing. Love that. We are, of course, referring to the movie Lost in Translation. Where Starring the wonderful Bill Murray. We'll get him as a guest one time. Yeah. <laughs> Before he dies, hopefully. Could, could uh, you imagine that, mate? Could you imagine getting Bill Murray as a guest? I can. I'd retire. I, can. I, w- I would retire at that point. Yeah, it'd be done. Just like the dum-dums quit after playing Wembley. I would retire from podcasting once I've interviewed Bill Murray. Bill Murray is our Wembley. There's no doubt. <laughs> he is our Wembley. Is Bill our... Murray is our Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> we just send him a letter like that. Answers on the postcard. We send him a postcard saying, Bill, you are our Wembley. Will you come on our podcast? <laughs> you are our Wembley. You're like, what? Yeah. When we're bored of doing it, we'll send him one a week. 
Yeah, Come on, please, come on. I'm sick of this guy. I've got to work with him every week. Oh, dear. Anyway. Amazing. This whiskey, Hibiki. Yes. The company Suntory, established 1899 in Osaka, Japan, obviously. They made Japan's first whiskey. Sorry, say that again. Which bit? Established when? 1899. You sure about that? Pretty sure. Because on the, on the box, yeah, it says established 1923. Um, that's when the first whiskey came out. Or, right. Um, so it's another, well, another no, one no, of those. The whiskey established, uh, the first whiskey came out at uh, Suntory Shuri Fuda, the white label. I'm going to not put an accent on it. I'm just going to offend people. Um, came out in 1929. I was going to check, double check the history then on that, as you just, just said that. Yeah, well, I'm just going by what's on the box. No, but, I completely agree. Um, that's that's fine. It, we're, we're back to having a bottle. This was bought for me uh, by Sarah Nicholson and Fern Moncton as a gift just before Christmas, which was lovely. So, Nick, oh, it's, it's a little squeaker. It's subtle, but, uh, It's been a while. Subtle. I wonder if it'll be subtle in flavour. But, um, yeah, it's, it's nice to have a, have a proper, proper bottle again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm looking at this. Okay, okay. We'll go with the eight. We'll go with the nineteen twenty three. There is an okay. eighteen ninety nine here. Um, he started. Uh, the guy who started it. Shit. Oh man, this is going to be hard. It's not like I thought. The Scottish names were hard sometimes. <laughs> Sinjuri Turi. Let's go with that. Uh, he okay. went. He went independent from a um, liquor company, and he started renting a modest house where generations of pursuits of a dream all started. So it started in that house for him. But it's yeah, because it, it, it's weirdly because it says on the box Suntory whiskey, the founding house of Japanese whiskey. So clearly they've incorporated that within their their, uh, their marketing. End of the day, I'm I'm taking this from a few places, a few bit of Wikipedia and a bit of uh, other, you know, obviously on their website, etc. You got to take some of it with a pinch of salt because it's well, the all box. marketing. <clears throat> the box says Suntory whiskey was founded in 1923 by Shinjiro Tori. For over three generations, Suntory's master blenders have devoted themselves to pursuing the harmony of Japanese nature and craftsmanship. Yeah. Oh, here's another one. Ha-ha! 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 He opened a wine ha. shop in 1899, sell, selling imported wines on February 1st, 1899. Okay, that's where I've got that from. Hibiki is the paragon of harmony, launched in 1989 to commemorate Suntory's philosophy of living in harmony with people... In 1989. Oh, 1989. Yeah. Oh. Um, Habiki, they released Habiki to mark Centauri's 90th anniversary. Even though the box says, this is weird. Why do they do that? Why do they, why do they just I'm not I'm getting confirm- the impression. I've watched a few videos on this as well. They're all, it's very vague what goes on in Japan in terms of their whiskey. Um, what were you just about to say about that? It's just weird, isn't it? How like you'd think they just get their history right. <laughs> if they're not going to accurately def- define when things happened why would we trust <laughs> anything else about them yeah i don't know but it says habiki is embraced as an icon of japanese luxury right okay <clears throat> yeah so slogans dave yeah as i said Centaur released the first whiskey in 1929 um and it was considered a failure dave right because they um the master distiller at that point was japanese he went to scotland to learn the art of making whiskey Married a Scottish lady, came back, launched their first whiskey, and it was he based it on the smoky Scottish whiskies, and Japan did not like it. Um, they don't. Yeah, it was a mm. failure. 
they came to the conclusion that um, they wanted a more subtle palette, more delicate. So then uh, a few years later, they released the Centauri Kabu, no, Kakabun, Kakabin, um, which was a number one bestseller. So there we go. Centauri have a few different distilleries. Hakashu, Yamazaki, and Cheetah. I'm glad you're doing this and not me. Yeah. Well, uh, the reason why I'm saying this is because, let's go on to the Hibiki, because it's a blend, the Hibiki. Our first blend. It's our, our first, first blend. blend. But it's a, it's a massive blend, right? Because um, it's a blend of 30 whiskies, Dave. What? Yeah. And it's 30 whiskies. And they own, they have three distilleries. They have two single malt distilleries and a grain distillery. And this is a mixture of all three. It's a mixture of like American oak cask, a Japanese oak cask, and uh, sherry barrels, etc. And there's also some peated whiskey in there as well. So there's all kinds of stuff in there. Um, can I just do an aesthetics thing on the bottle? Because we've not had a bottle to talk about for ages. Oh, mate, yeah. Oh, I've got stuff about the bottle. Go for it. The, bo- the bottle's stunning, right? So it's got, it's like got 24 sides. Correct. Yeah. Uh, to represent the, the different seasons, I believe. The Japanese seasons. Oh, okay. I, I, I saw 24 and I, I knew it was to do with time. I was thinking hours in the day. Um, so it, according to the box, let's go with the box. Yeah, you've got the box. I've been going off other things. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so the box says the name Habiki means resonance in Japanese. And Suntory whiskey Habiki resonates with the s- mm. subtleties of nature infused by the 24 seasons of Japan's traditional calendar and reflected in the 24 facets of the bottle's design. Nice, yeah. Yeah, I read that Habiki means echo, which is the kind of same meaning as... Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, same Resonance. thing. But it's Resonance. really nice. The paper of the labels, like kind of a, a rice paper thing. It's mm. really nice. Uh, it's, it's just a nice bottle. It, it feels, it does feel uh, like an expensive whiskey. I've no idea how much this costs, Nick. Have you got, because obviously it was a gift and I, I, it's always awkward when you find out how much Mate, a gift costs. Whoever, whoever got it for you, good friend, good friend. Yeah? Yeah. Um, online, you're talking 65 to 70 quid. Wow. Yeah. Obviously imported, so would be less over there. So you've got to kind of adapt for that. Again, quality's quality or whatever. But um, yeah, if you want to buy it here, 65 to 70, which is, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised you didn't want to open it until now. But uh, Well, yeah, I've been waiting for you to, to enjoy this with, that's for sure. Mate, I've had fun today, like looking into the Japanese stuff. Um, yeah. It's one of those, yeah, it's one of those things where like whenever I mention to people who are meeting for the first time that I'm into whiskey, they immediately say, "Have you tried Japanese whiskey? It's either it's either meant to be beautiful or it's or it's delicious. It's it's amazing." And um, I've had a little sip, and I can see why. Um, but should we tackle this now, Dave? Let's pour yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to get my get my old factory going on this. Oh, that's that's a different smell. Talking light gold in color, I would say. Yeah, light amber, or oh, just amber. I'm not sure if light for light gold. Yes, but. It does have a. It does look like a good beer. Okay, like a flat a, beer. <laughs> a good, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that color. Yeah, I'm getting the kind of. I'm actually getting lemon. Definite citrus, but there's a lemon. Oh for yeah, me. there's a lemon. There's a lemon drizzle cake in this. Oh dear, it's funny we're wearing Don't Danny Graff t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, an or- orange peel. You know when you like squeeze the orange and the little, you know the the little mist kind of gets you in the eye. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. It's, it's It's definitely a, a fruity, a citrusy cake. Uh, even maybe oh, a carrot cake, a nice lovely, carrot though, cake. It? it is very nice. Sm- it smells delicious. 
Yeah, on, on the nose, that's a real experience. I can see why people are like, have you tried Japanese? Well, we haven't tried it yet. We've just smelled it. Yeah, no, but it's not like, you know, you, when you, uh, you try, you, if you smell like a certain scotch and it's smoky and it can put a lot of people off. That's what I mean. It's not yeah, offensive at all. Off. I mean, you, it smells strong. It does, you can, there's, there's quite a lot of alcohol there on the nose. Hmm. What it smells have? like it's going to have a bit of a burn. It's 43% according to the box. Yeah. But yeah, it's a really, really sweet citrusy cake. Yeah, it's like a lemon cake with the zest on top, you know, when they have those little chopped bits. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to I'm gonna get my lips around this glass. Stop posing with the nosing. Suntory time. Oh, Suntory time. Suntory time. God, it's Suntory time. It's Suntory time. That is need wonderful. More, more intensity. Like an old friend. Got a lot of intense friends. <laughs> <laughs> that is wonderful. That is so nice. I'm trying to pick things out. It's got a spicy end to it. Spicy finish. Black pepper. It's a tingle on the tongue. Oh, that is wonderful. That's one of my favourites, Dave, that we've had. For sure. Are you getting a creamy chocolate? Hang on. I'm going back in. I had a really big swig of the last one, so I'm trying like, to savour it now. Like Milky Bar. Like a white chocolate. Yeah. Not getting that. Milky bars aren't on me, mate. I'm trying. It's just a hint of it. It's not, mm. but I'm I'm getting that. I like this. This is nice. Do you know, we talked about this a few times over the last few weeks about people doing something different. This yeah. is unique, isn't yeah. it? This yeah. is, this isn't, this doesn't taste like Scottish whiskey. It doesn't taste like Irish whiskey. It doesn't taste like a bourbon. Well, there's a tinge. You can tinge, you can get a little dry, a bit of dried fruit in there. You can hear, you can kind of see its origins, if you know what I mean. But for, for sure, but, but it's, it's not. It's it's, it's his own thing at the same time. Yeah, yeah. As well, like for for, for a I'll get some herbs on the nose at the end. Sorry, mate. Carry on. Well, yeah. For for me, like I'm always dubious about blends, even the expensive ones, because yeah. of how many bad blends there are. Yeah, but <laughs> the cheap, the cheap, cheap, nasty blends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is up there with any single malt we've had. Oh yeah, of course. That's the thing. Like people, you say blend, and people automatically a bit like put off by it but this pretty much proves that it's nothing to be uh worried about yeah the burn isn't i i thought it was going to burn more it doesn't burn that much it's very smooth i'm not really getting it's any really burn. smooth i'm not no. getting any burn is it the tongue tingles but it doesn't then burn it's, it's quite oily nick i'm gonna i'm gonna you get a little oily. bit of water in I, i'm gonna get a little bit of water in this to see what happens yeah dave's gone off to get some water i tell you what with with a little bit of water there's a load in there brings out You've more flavor some. does it I didn't consider it that oily. I was thinking it was just a light and fresh one, to be honest. So it's just why I took a big gulp and didn't save any for any water. But I'll take your word for it, mate. Maybe I should invest in a bottle of this. I think it would be an investment, to be honest. It's sweeter with water, but not over sweetness. It's a really nice level of sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, there's so much. There's so much. That's quite For me, I find that quite complex in a good way, though. Oh, yeah. Like in a real good way, that's a complex flavour. Not too heavy. The finish is long. Yeah, you get your money's worth. <laughs> yeah. I'm struggling to pick out individual flavours, but that's not, not a bad bad thing because it just means it's it is what it is and yeah. And it's good. So I'm I'm not I'm not worried about the fact I can't but the white chocolate is definitely more with the water as well. I'm really getting that more. Oh, okay. Hang on, let me drop a little bit into here. I've only got a little tiny bit. Ooh. 
Yeah, with water, as it touches your tongue, it's it it's really chocolatey. It's really nice. Okay, I can't see what you mean. Um, yeah, I'm trying again. It's all down to your memories and stuff. Uh, well, I love it. I'm lo- I Me could, too. That's one I could drink all night. You know, when sometimes I mean, I love um, the Lagavulins and my peaty stuff. But sometimes it gets to the point when you've had a couple of glasses, you're like, I'll put that back now. It's kind of maybe overpowering. That I could, I could do that for a good few hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's dangerous though when it's that expensive. Yeah, Santori time is all the time. Santori. <laughs> No, that is that is really Suntory time somewhere. Good lord! Yeah, in somewhere in the world, it will be Suntory time. Yeah. So, uh, love it. Have another one. Sweet. Yeah, no, that's that's really great. Cool. Um, really great. Love it. Ah, oh, wonderful. We found a we found another favourite, Dave. It's definitely up there, isn't it? It's definitely it may up have there. got may have gone in the top five straight away. There, definitely. I think that has. That's that's pleasant. That's oh, it's yeah. more than pleasant. And I'm run out. Oh well. All right. Cool. Sweet. Well, I won't drink too much, Nick, and then next time I see you, we can have another one. Fantastic. This can be our special occasion for two of us whiskey. Oh, look at that. We'll both wear the same T-shirts again. <laughs> same T-shirt again, exactly. Beautiful. Ugh, things. Talking to celebrations, Nick, I think, I think I'm glad we've done... <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we've done this whiskey today. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've just just reached twelve thousand five hundred pounds for my Abbey Road fund. Why celebrating? Uh, that's that's nothing. That's nothing well, at all. It's twenty five percent now, isn't it? It's twenty five percent. I'm a quarter of the way there. Call me at fifty percent, mate. Call me at fifty. I'm now firmly in the middle of the road. <laughs> well done. I'm, yeah, I'm in. I'm in that point where the car's going to hit me. Once again. <laughs> really? Well, you can't step back yeah. now, no. Well, no, because I'm. Well, it, can I, well, no, I can't. Is this like a Frogger reference? Yeah, no, you know, like. You know, like when you get those thermometers as, as that the, the churches use when they want a new route. <laughs> well, if, if mine is on the side and yeah. I'm walking across a zebra crossing, 25% is where one of the cars is going to go. If I'm at 50%, I'm in the middle, I'm safe. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. That's a weird analogy. <laughs> Put a, thermom- a thermometer on its side, in the road, near some cars. Trying to get a new roof. Yes. Trying to get a new roof uh, with my- For Abbey Road. Yes. <laughs> The Abbey Road New Roof Fund. <laughs> so, wow. So, Dave, what are you doing at Abbey Road? Oh, I'm not doing anything, man. I'm just helping to get a new roof. So, <laughs> Need uh, some more lead. Some guy nicked it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mate. That was a classic. Only Falls and Horses episode. Classic episode, mate. Oh, no. Uh, amazing. Amazing sitcom. Just want to help the church, Rodders. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, well done, man. That's cool. So, um, yeah. so, you should be there by Christmas, I reckon. Fantastic. Well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, four, so it's taken four months. So uh, uh, do the maths. 16 months it should take me to get, get my target. Cool. So uh, may, maybe next- Book it this, in. This time Have next year. Them? Next time next year, Rodney, will be millionaires. <laughs> Until you uh, actually make the booking and they take the deposit. And yeah. they take all the money off me. Um, oh, but yeah, yeah it should, should, should be fun. Well, I can definitely do something there now. No matter what happens now, I'm going to Abbey Road to record, which is pretty cool. Cool. Afternoon acoustic session with your guitar, just you. Exactly. Get, amazing. Well, you don't even need Dean to come over for that. You can just like plug in and go. Dean? Dean who? No? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it's it's getting, it's getting exciting now, knowing that I'm going to go to the studio, which I've been wanting to go to since... What is it about this studio, Dave? What is it about? Obviously, uh, the... 
famous album cover the Beatles made. How many albums there? A couple? Well, all of them other than one. Well, I don't know. That's the thing. I'm not I'm not big on the beat. I know I'm a musician and stuff, but I was never like a diehard Beatles fan. I've rarely just listened to an album through, to be honest. So Yeah, so Let It Be wasn't recorded there. Hmm. Um, but the rest of their stuff was. I'm pretty sure that's out that's true. Right. Um I, there were like the odd song here and there what was, but most of the albums, like Sgt. Pepper, Abbey Road, uh, Rubbers, all the early albums. Um, and it, not only that, Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd. So yeah. that, that, okay. it, it then we're not, uh, plenty of other people have used it too. And, and uh, most of your favourite film, film soundtracks have been recorded there as well. Right. I'm guessing um, some Bond stuff must have, must have been done. Pro- yeah, most, yeah, yeah. I, I imagine a lot of the Bond singles have, have probably been done there. Um, but it's just, I don't know, it's just something magical, isn't it? It's like when you, there's something about the place. Right. And I, I'm not sure if it's just because of who's used it in the past and the fact that they, they're they they're like superstar status. and all that. It's just a mythical place uh, where, where there's got to be some magic in the walls. There just has to be. There mm. just has to be. And I know, I, you know, I wrote a letter when I was 14 years old in year 10. Uh, you know, when you did work experience at school. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote them a letter, Nick. Wow. Uh, oh. To say, can can I come and do work experience at your studio? Wow. Okay. Did you go uh, there? No, I'm guessing not. No, but no. they did reply, That's nice. uh, and I got an Abbey Road le- letter-headed reply saying we don't take work experience, kids. Oh. Uh, but but good luck. And I was so happy that I had a piece of paper sent to me from that. Like that was one of my most prized possessions for years and years and years. Yeah. Uh, and then I threw it out. Um, two years ago just before I went to Nashville why? because I was clearing out stuff from my mum and dad's place that oh, I yeah. didn't know where I was going to store it was from my song Shoebox it was in the shoebox so that little bit of paper would have been hard to uh, store somewhere yeah? well it just I just was like I don't know what to do with this I'm never going to need it and then within two months I decided to come up with a plan to go and record at Abbey Road mm. I was like that piece of paper would have come in handy now that would have been a great, been, been a great bit of promo on Instagram that would have <laughs> Been, wouldn't it? <laughs> but no, but no, what an idiot, what a moron. I, I was, I'm pretty annoyed with myself about that, but um, didn't even take a picture but, of it. You could have taken a picture of it and then no, I know, I thought I would have done. I, I've gone I through you would have done, I, you would have put it in the, normally, uh, in the file in your Dropbox exactly. or wherever the hell your pictures are all stored. You, you're exactly. able to pull out at a moment's notice, but oh. but no, this time, no, it hasn't worked out that way. But I mean, oh, I'm well. someone who hasn't, I haven't been to that many recording studios, Nick. I've I've actually only been in three into record to actually work in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the first was love when we did Love, Life, Lost and Tea and we used Riverside Studios out in Bath. Um, that and was that was beautiful, wasn't it? That was a lovely studio, that was. It was just really nice. It was like a little bit secluded, uh, down on the river, nice walk every morning. Yeah. Um, we stayed on site. It uh, was, it was gorgeous. Big old, big old live room, nice, nice size control room. And yeah. Seb, who ran it, was really nice. Yeah, he was all right. He was all right, I guess. Um, it was good, mem- just good memories there. And then, and then, obviously, we had. Uh, I went to no. The next one I went to was Assault and Battery in Wilsdon. Yeah, um, where we recorded a. We did all the the Four Apollo stuff. Yeah, I forgot it was in that band. Yeah, yeah. Four Apollo. And then you went off. Yeah, that band ended because you went and joined American Idiot. Is that why that ended? Yeah. No, we that's a project you can back. just keep coming back to, you know? And we never have, have we? We never have, we never have. We were going to this summer. Do you remember me texting you at the start of this year saying, this summer, do you want to do a 4 Apollo EP at Danny's studio? Is that a text I didn't reply to? 
No, you replied. You were up for it. <laughs> okay. Um, Beginning of this year. Yeah, it oh. was earlier this year, before lockdown, which oh. I know now seems phenomenal, wow. phenomenally long ago. We could have written a whole like, album on, in lockdown. Exactly. Mate. Wow. Well, yeah, but we were going to do it in August when Joe was when Joe was off on school holidays. But clearly, mm. we, well, we probably could have done now, couldn't we? But anyway, it's August. Oh, I've got this. It's the twentieth today. Too late. Too late. Anyway, we did that, and then it's I never went too to late, David. It's never too late. Never too late. Never, never too late. late. Never too late. Um, is that right? Uh, no, right? it's not. No, it's not. That's not how that. Never too much. <laughs> never too oh, yeah. much. Never too. Is that it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. God. We've gone off on a tangent. I'm sorry, listeners. Again. So, uh, we, Nick Kent digresses. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Taps that's it. Pen. Slap that pen down. Yeah. <laughs> Order. Order. Yeah. Order. That was a good studio, that. Um, yes, Assault and Battery. Um, that was fun. And then, obviously, I went to Nashville and you... Uh, Welcome to 1979, which was a really classy, old school, wooden panel everywhere. It was really vibey. You had a slide from the control room down to the live room. Load of cool stuff. Oh. Big. Yeah, I don't big, go into the cor- studio now unless it has a slide. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous now about going to Abbey Road if they haven't got a slide. Well, just tell them. So I'm not booking this on place my rider. unless you... Yeah, you just, you know, you need a slide installed. That's a good point. That is a good point. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'm going to have to do that. I, I can't believe... I think you should add another... Another few grand onto your um, pot, to be honest. Yeah. Just get the slide in there. <laughs> With what? the roof fund. The slide fund. Yeah. <laughs> it's come through the roof. You know, if they want if yeah. they want Dave Giles at Abbey Road, they need to they need to step they, up. They do need to step. You you're right. You are definitely right. Just, just um, saying. But I I'm sure you've you've probably used a lot more studios than me. So Nick, after we've done the whiskey god, Nick, I want to hear all about your studio experiences I'm sure you must have some good ones I don't know if I have I don't know if I've done more but I've got I've, I've been to some cool ones yeah let's talk about yeah. that later yeah alright okay let's go see All right. whiskey we, uh, god should we see what the whiskey god's up to yeah get him out of the way alright what an arsehole sting me <laughs> sting's sting's probably used uh, Abbey Road as well but anyway sting me <laughs> did you just call him an arsehole did I miss that yeah did I talk over that yeah <laughs> amazing <laughs> Whiskey! Boom! Right, okay, great. Okay, so, all right. So they were. It's where, Santori where time. Santori time. Is he here? Santori, Santori, Santori time. I hope. I hope he delivers the right level of intensity, mate. I want. I want. Uh, I want it to be like he's. Uh, he's greeting. Greeting an old friend. Yeah. Uh, looking him straight in the eyes. Looking him straight in the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Santori time. Cheers. God, you up there, mate? Come on, buddy. Intense me. Gentlemen, I am here. I'm ready. Let us begin. Is he, is he taking a mick? Mate. Is he taking a mick? That you call can't that be right. intense. <clears throat> you call that intense. No, we want What's more wrong in, with you? more intensity. More intensity. You can come on, you can deliver. Gentlemen, I am here. I am ready. Let us begin. <sighs> I have never been more disappointed in all my life. Bit better, but <clears throat> you're a god. You're a whiskey it's, god. Surely he doesn't need three takes at this. Right, you better right, you better deliver now, right? Well, that's it. Exorcism. Or whatever it is. <laughs> <clears throat> Gentlemen, I am here. I am ready. Let us begin. Yes! There it is. There he is. There, there he, he is. is. Great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. So, Whiskey God, then, finally, could you give us your delicious tasting notes, please, for the Hibiki Japanese Harmony from Centauri Whiskey. 
It's Centauri time. Hibiki by Centauri Whiskey. Japanese harmony. On the eyes, a welcoming golden amber. On the nose, enticing, spicy sweet. Promises of spice and citrus, even sweet licorice. On the palate, on your first sip, you are greeted with a vivacious welcome, luminescent and eye-opening. You're awoken with notes of cocoa butter creaminess, tropical fruits even, honey and sweet dark citrus zest. You will expect a bite from the alcohol, but instead are greeted with a caress of creaminess. You didn't expect that. On the finish, long and still inviting, Inoki would notice the boat that carries you to your next welcome glass, as the dark citrus, honeyed sweetness, and melty cocoa butter fade out and wave goodbye, expecting to see you again. Overall, it has been impressive with what the Japanese have been doing with their whiskey offerings, mimicking techniques but showing us a different and very welcome perspective. Hibiki Japanese Harmony is a great example of this principle, a bottle that is commensurately as celebratory in a group as it is welcome as a sensually self-defining moment. Should you enjoy slowly and alone, you should see what happens when they attempt a bourbon-esque offering. <laughs> but we will save that one for another time. Hibiki, Suntory Whiskey, Japanese Harmony. Tita. Right, hang on, we're going to have to stop a bit. I need to get a dictionary out for a couple of those words he's been using I was there. Just, mate, I was just about to say, there's 21 words in there that had more than three syllables. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Well, I, three uh, syllables or more, 21 words. Well, the, the couple that got me was, uh, well, vivacious. I've heard it, but I've, I've had to look it up, you know. Attractively, lively and animated. Like, you know, I can see that in the whiskey. The one that got me, though, I had to look up was commensurately. 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 Corresponding in size or degree, in proportion. Beautiful word. Etc. Anyway, it means big, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice did, one, someone, did someone give the God a, a, a thesaurus <laughs> this week? Anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, good Lord. Good notes there. I enjoyed that a lot. There were, uh, were good notes. Short and sweet, like this drink. Yes. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, obviously he mentioned that the... the, the um, the, the cocoa butter creaminess. And I think that's what I was getting a lot of, especially when I added water. Yeah. Um, I was really getting that. That's the thing. Like so. you say white chocolate, I wasn't picking it up. Cocoa butter creaminess. I can kind of maybe see that now, just in terms of the language, which might correspond to what I was, you know, yeah. tasting. It was a creamy chocolate was what I was getting. I think that was exactly my exact words on the first note was creamy chocolate. Yeah. And yeah, then I said, it was kind of like a milky bar. And then we went down a white chocolate thing. And yeah. I think it's a bit about, it's somewhere in the middle. One of those like fancy chocolates you can get. Like a lint. No. What, what is it? That, that's, that's fancy and, for me. Green and golds. Is it green and golds? Is that a Yeah, that's brand? a fancy chocolate. Know. That's a fancy chocolate. 
Yeah, like something from Waitrose, a Waitrose chocolate. Oh, a Waitrose. Oh, right. Yeah, middle class yeah, yeah, chocolate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. middle class okay. chocolate. That's yeah. what. That's what this whiskey is. Yeah. It's middle class chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> what seventy quid a bottle? I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, thanks God. Uh, I, I think we're seeing you next week. Yeah, yeah, probably if he can be bothered to turn up. You're listening to the oh. Whiskey and Things podcast. <laughs> One of these days, Nicholas, you are going to smash a glass against your microphone and it's going to be... Expensive. Liquid everywhere. No, liquid I just smashed the bottle. everywhere. Because I've run out of the Hibiki, annoyingly, but I'm still a bit parched. I've got a bit of um, a bit of Buffalo Trace out. Love a good cork. Squeak of that one. <laughs> like a... Just <laughs> tread on a duck there. Whack. <laughs> Whack. Like mm, Angry yeah. goose. Hibiki's gone, so I need to mask it now. Mm-hmm. So, Nicholas, I'm sure you must have a, a story. All your time in America, there must have been some American stories, famous American s- studios you've been in. What you got for me? Yeah. I mean, we made the Tat record mostly in a place, we made it in Atlanta with a guy called Rusty Cobb in a place called Bang Studios. That was a fun that's, one. There's so much, so much in that. <laughs> <laughs> Rusty Klopp in Bang Studios. Rusty Cobb. Russ T, initial. Cobb. Cobb. Rusty yes. Cobb. Rusty Cobb at his Rusty studio C- in Atlanta called Bang Studios. Bang. Now, what's interesting Rusty about Bang. Bang Studios is it, it was made out of old shipping containers. You know that? Uh, you know those? Oh, really? Yeah. A lot of people do that now. They make like buildings with shipping containers. That's what this was made of. Of course, we finished that record or some of it in uh, Dean DiCioso's studio in uh, Studio City. That was fun because it was in his house and he'd always put on an epic spread. Cheers. Epic spread. Epic spread. And you could kind of sit out the back and just chill out. And it was, it was cool. It's a little kind of house vibe. But I was, I was lucky enough, um, 2011, when Tatiana and I, we went back to LA to kind of start making new, new music, etc. Which never came out. It, it did. It came out like last year. Like oh, one, did it? Well, like one track I was on. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we won't go there, Dave. We won't right. go there. But um, open wounds. Well, well, no, not the open. It's just a bit like okay, wounds. That took a while. <laughs> Scars, it's scar tissue. It's up to her what she does with that music. Anyway, but um, we went to um, a studio complex which some people may have heard of called Sound City. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. I love the way you're acting all surprised like a good host, Dave. Like you don't know that already. <laughs> Love it. I, I sometimes forget you were there, but yeah. I, yeah, I forget I was there sometimes. No, I don't actually. I loved it. Um, Sound City, some people might know from the documentary Dave Grohl made a few years ago because- It's, it's a great documentary. It's an amazing documentary. Um, it's a kind of bit of a legendary studio, really, that a lot of people, a lot of amazing albums were made. You know, I mean, Tom Petty made a lot of stuff there. Fleetwood Mac made Rumours there. Oh. Um, Nirvana made Nevermind. Um, it's, it's countless. Rage Against the Machine recorded Rage Against the Machine there. And what makes me happy, like, obviously all those, but Metallica made Death Magnetic there just, just because of the kick drum sound. That's the reason they went there. Like, wow. they played a load of kick drum sounds to Metallica, like not knowing where the studio was. And they were like, that one. And because it's known for its legendary drum room, again, because that's why Dave Grohl loved it and a lot of people liked it. So yeah, I was lucky enough to go there. I myself didn't actually get to record in the main room the main, because we were kind of recording in a, one of the smaller studios in the same complex. Right. Um, but we got to go into the main room and the main area, the, the control room. We could just go in there and hang out 
and eat our food yeah. and, you know, use the microwave or the coffee machine or the vending machine. You could just, it was so kind of laid back and free because Mark McCluskey, who ran the studio, which we were working in, he was freely allowed to go in and out and which meant we were as well. And it was just an amazing time. And it was one of those things where I'd heard of Sound City because I'd seen it on the back of albums, this and that and the other, but I wasn't at that point, you know, clued up on the, how legendary the studio was. But when I went in there and I saw all the kind of platinum records on the walls and, you know, mm. Iowa Slipknot was made there, their, their second record. Uh, Ronnie James Dio made his record there, Holy Diver, all that kind of stuff. Um, again, it's crazy. Just- isn't, it, isn't it crazy that a, an album like Rumours can be made in the same room as Iowa by Slipknot? Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Like that, it's just crazy, like that That kind of, the, the juxtaposition of those two albums is so, so big. Yeah, it's just the vibey, uh, And yet they vibey both place. sound amazing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they haven't changed it at all. That live room, they haven't changed it since the 60s, I think. Wow. It's got the same linoleum on the walls. It's got the same paint. They haven't changed a thing because they don't want to change what that magic ingredient is. The winning formula, the yeah. The winning formula, it's such a great room. It has lights in there as if it's like gig lights, right? So if you're in there and you want to get a drummer into the vibe, you turn the lights off and you put the light, like the, the gig, gig lights on to get him into a vibe, stuff like that. It was such an amazing place. And of course it had that, which is in the industry, a legendary Neve console. Tatiana got to track some piano through it, which was, turned out was Elton John's piano, of course. Why oh my God. It, why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so she got to do that but we had some kind of photos taken in there and stuff by um, Jared Scott who was on the show a few weeks ago that's actually the last time I saw him good callback actually Jared it's just uh, such an amazing place actually I learned more about it years later when the documentary came out you know when Dave Grohl's documentary came out were Um, you then a little bit annoyed that you didn't appreciate it as much or did you appreciate it not really I learned as much as I could then you know it was what it was I knew what it was and I made sure I took all the pictures while I was there you know all that kind of stuff but it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it's good to be there. I felt quite lucky as well because I was there because it got sold in 2011 when I was there. So oh, wow. I, yeah, because I was kind of, you know, we were standing outside because everyone would just congregate in the car park, you know, and the sunny, obviously always sunny out there. And then um, the, the lady who owned it at that point, Sandy, told Mark it's been sold, you know, there and then. That's the first time he knew about it. Said sold it to um, I think a guy who's uh, part of the Wrigley's family or whatever. I was actually reading up on it today. Actually, it was basically sold and then leased to a record company, and then it was just used for their artists exclusively. Yeah, you know, at that point, because then they sold the Neve board to Dave Grohl, and then that went into his studios, six oh six, and that's where that story came from in that documentary. But yeah, I felt weird being there at that point. But even then, there was still people wandering around. Like we were, we were working and like a couple of members of Mastodon would just walk into our <laughs> studio and we're like, you got like a, one of those little amps? We just want to jam outside. So we ended up giving him this little, you know, those little cigarette box amps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mastodon could just go outside, like sit around the table in the car park and jam through to get like a, a either a riff down or an arrangement down. Um, I think Bush were there. Well, Gavin Rosdale was there. We saw him wandering around because they were doing some like recording in there as well because everyone just wanted to use that drum room. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, really lucky to have to have been there. But yeah, it was amazing. And oh, mate, on top of the tape machine, they had like a box with all the used razor blades in it. 
from cutting the tape. From, from cutting the tape over the years. And I'm thinking, what, yes. deck, what has been cut that, on here? Yeah, the albums yeah, yeah, have been yeah. cut on this tape deck with some of those razor blades. Mate, it was, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really lucky. So, so what... So what, so what is the deal now? It's not open to the public now. It's just privately owned or... That's the cool thing. Like when um, I was researching today, Sandy Skeeter, it was originally owned by Tom Skeeter. He owned it and then he passed away. Um, but Sandy, the lady I talked about earlier, they managed to get it back in 2017 uh, as a partnership with somebody else. And they reopened it. They haven't got the Without- new stuff, but they've got some other kind of, it's, it's still an analog studio, which is great. Right, okay. But it's back in the yeah, same yeah. ownership as of 2017, okay. which I was really happy to read, to be honest, because yeah, I was kind of heartbroken. News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was heartbroken at the time, um, just because it just seemed like such a shame. And as well, after I watched the documentary, it's such a great documentary. You know, I'm talking about it a lot. But yes, I mean, since 2018, Fallout Boy being back in there, uh, a okay. few other people, Death Cab for Cutie. But there's so many legendary albums. I mean, Johnny Cash has d- done all kinds of things there. Uh, System of a Down made System of a Down. Anyway, I'm just listing things now. Go check it. You know, go check it out. You know, you've probably got several albums, listeners, in your Spotify, <laughs> in your Spotify, your Spotify playlist. collection. Yeah, um, parted. Yeah, <laughs> but it was amazing, man. Love to be there. It's great that you've been there. It's funny as well. Like we're t- we're talking about um, how smells make you remember things. It's situated in Van Nuys and there's a Budweiser brewery yeah. there. So when on the way, when you're on the freeway, you just smell Hoppy. hops <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so now when I smell the certain smell, not all hops, makes- but certain ones, I think of Sound City. Nice. That's my memory of what hops is, the Budweiser distillery. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, That's all. You're it. very lucky to, to have had that experience there and uh, I hope, you know, do you, yeah. think, do you think they'll ever get the desk back? Hopefully they'll get the desk back in there. And re- I don't know. Something. I think it's, it's, a, it's a new Dave thing. Dave appreciates the history though, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it would depend. If, they, if they've gutted the room out completely and it now doesn't have the old walls, if they've got rid no, of it has. all that. They've left, no, the, the, they left the live that. room, they've, they've left. They just uh, redid the tracking room. Control, the right. control room, sorry. The c- control yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, So So that, that yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. He, he understands these things. I wouldn't be surprised if one day... It finds it finds its way home. It's got some good equipment in it. I wouldn't get geeky, but don't worry, Dave. It does have some. Uh, it's got some. Like, I think the desk is older than that Neve that was. That was oh in right, there originally. okay. So they put something. They put something vintage in there. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's vintage stuff. Don't worry. Don't worry, people. It's vintage. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Right. Awesome. That was nice. That was nice. I enjoy hearing you talk about that. Yeah, it was nice to reminisce, mate. Nice to reminisce. <laughs> Sometimes I think I am, but then I'm also my author of my own success. So uh, I'm going to twist that round. A bit more positive than Danny, aren't I? I think that's what I might call my next album. Are you the author of your own misfortune, Dave? No, I'm the author of my own success. You hadn't press record, had you? No, I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's a shame. We lost a nice moment there. No, we got it back. That was smooth. <laughs> We got a better moment. We got a better moment when when you realised I just hadn't pressed record. Press record. (laughs) Podcasting with two Neanderthals or one. (laughs) I am the Eggman after all. You are. (laughs) The Eggman. Woo! Does that make me the walrus? Because I take offence to that. Unless they have enormous dongs. (laughs) (laughs) Passes on a postcard. Does a walrus have an enormous dong? That... 
I can use any <laughs> word there, but I chose dong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, pictures of Warish dongs into our to our Twitter, please. That's what we expect. Yep. When I wake up it's legal on, on Tuesday Twitter. morning. Everything's legal on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Not on Facebook or Instagram, but on Twitter. <laughs> we would like to see some Warish Send penis. us whatever you want. No, don't. <laughs> don't. Josh, don't. Um, It'll be a Mar. Mar will get up first. We know. George, we know. Josh, no. Talking, talking of which, mate, he uh, he managed to stumble upon... Amar or the Josh? First, the, Amar. He stumbled upon the first draft of Whiskey and Me. <laughs> Whiskey and uh, Me? Yeah, he's, the, the, the book by the Whiskey God. The Whiskey so, God's um, autobiography? Yeah, apparently the forward is by Alan Rickman. Is it? Oh, must have been done a while ago. I love it when it all, t- all ties together. <laughs> uh, but that oh. was a wonderful, wonderful bit of uh, imagery there that, that, that Amar sent us last week. So uh, please, as always, please do send us stuff. We like we like receiving stuff, be it whiskey reviews or anything, really. We just like hearing from you. Yeah. Um, so so thank, thanks to those who have. Uh, it, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be talking more. I'm yeah. sure we will be talking more. Next week, Nick. Uh, we weren't supposed to do a show next week. We were going to have a week off, but but with uh, with our new special reserves, it's fluid show was it's fluid, but, um, mate. It's fluid. It is more fluid, isn't it? We've had things come up, which means we're going to change it. When I say we had things come up, Nick's going to have an operation in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, <laughs> that's come up. So we need to just change our schedule slightly. Yeah. Um, Having a brain transplant. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be it, his ability to talk is going to be amazing. Too intelligent for this podcast. Far too. Yeah. They, so we need, we need to, take to dumb some it down. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need to dumb it down a bit. Um, yeah, we weren't going to do one next week. We were going to have a two-week kind of break because we have our live show, number 25, um, which will be coming out then. But yes, so next week we are doing a whiskey. Shall I tell them what it is? What whiskey are we doing next week, Nick? We've just decided, actually, because we're that. Literally. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're that organised. Just now. And we thought, why not, you know, still go and explore some territories we haven't been to? I know? like territories. And seeing as we're both wearing a Danny Gruff t-shirt, you know, even though it's like, you know, the you know the, the least listened to podcast. Good link. Danny, step up. We'll have him back one day to hopefully like uh, redeem himself. Episode 25. Oh yeah, good He's point. coming back. We know he he's coming, coming back. back. He is coming back. Yeah, we thought we'd do a Welsh whiskey. Yes, it does exist. And we're going to see what it's all about. So we're doing the Penderin. They've, got a, they've got a variety, but we're having the, the Celt. Yeah, single malt. I think Dan Reese bought it for me. Thank you, Dan so. Reese. Well, I, I have so. it was a, a while shot ago. of that bottle with me now. I've not um, got much left. It's really one thing's for sure. It's it's very pale. It is pale. Yeah, it's almost hydrated. It's hydrated. Um, it's very hydrated. Yes. So uh, yeah, so look forward to that. That's next week. That's episode twenty-four. Yes, twenty-four. Yeah. Hopefully people will like us again now. Oh, like the sides on a Centauri Hibiki bottle, Dave. Oh, we should have done 24 for 24. Nah. Why do we not think about that? Never Because mind. this isn't a professional operation. I've told also, you a million times. We weren't supposed to have a show for episode 24. No. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, we have recorded uh, some, some what we call special reserve shows, which uh, are sitting in the bank for weeks, like when Nick's having his operation. Yeah. Um, and you'll find out more about them. Later on. What about but, uh, my operation. Yeah, we'll see. Well, maybe, maybe. I'm t- uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> right. Let's, uh, let's bugger off, Dave. Let's bugger off. Wrap this up. Let's wrap, wrap this, this up. up. Good episode this, this week. Right I've enjoyed talking about stuff. Anyway. Excellent. Right. Well, um, have a good week. Have a good weekend, Nick. Thanks, and, buddy. Uh, uh, you too. I'll see you on the other side. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I always forget what our sign-off is. I keep thinking of Jerry Springer. Ready? Um, yeah. Oh, cheers. cheers. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming. coming. <laughs> Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions.